Professor Briley, starring William Bendix as Riley. Twenty-nine days a month, Chester A. Riley works at a machine dressed in a pair of grimy overalls. But one day a month, he gets a chance to play the part of an executive. And that's why today we find him seated at the kitchen table, which has now become a desk, answering his first-of-the-month mail. <laughs> the only mail poor Riley ever gets. His daughter, Babs, is acting as his secretary. Now, uh, let's see. Hmm. Quite a lot of mail this month. All right, you got your pad and pencil ready, Miss? Miss Riley. Well, you want to get experience as a secretary, don't you? Well, yes, Well, then get I... used to the idea of being called Miss Riley. When you get a real job, what do you expect your boss to call you? Bed, honey, or... Oh, depends on the boss. If he's tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, well, yeah, don't get any fancy ideas. You may wind up taking direction from a boss who's short, fat, and ugly. <laughs> so get used to the idea right now. <laughs> uh, take a letter. All right, I'm waiting. Let's see, it's, uh, oh, it's from the Columbia Roof Company. What do they want? Yes, sir, unless you pay us the $12 you owe us for repairs to your roof, we shall place the matter in the hands of our attorney. Well, they've got their nerve, those fake frauds, those cheap chiselers, those conniving crooks. Take a letter. Gentlemen, five years ago when I gave you the job to fix my roof, I suspected you were a bunch of crooks who couldn't do an honest job of work, and today I got the proof. Today my roof started to leak. So if you think I'm going to pay $12 for a leaky roof, you've got another thing coming. So sue me. Now, uh, read that back, Miss Riley. Gentlemen, enclosed, please sign check for $12, and I regret any inconvenience I may have caused you. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe I'd better pay. But uh, type up the letter I dictated anyway. I'd like it for my file. <laughs> uh, now, what's next? Daddy, do you have to go on like this? Now, please, Beds. I like to be businesslike. Hmm. What's this? John J. Boswitz, Junior High School, Office of the Principal. Hmm. Dear Mr. Riley, your son, Chester Jr., has been concentrating more on basketball than on his studies. Unless there is a marked improvement in his work, he will be ineligible for the team. Well, that's a fine letter to get. Are you going to answer it? I certainly am. Take a letter. I have just read the enclosed letter, and I am absolutely shocked. I am speechless. I just got one thing to say. There better be a rally on the basketball team this year, or I'll smash you to within an inch of your life, no matter how big you are. Daddy, you can't send a letter like that to the principal. Who's sending it to the principal? I'm sending it to Junior. <laughs> well, that's silly. He's in the dining room. Oh, well, then I'll save the stamp. Junior, come in here. Fine student my son is. You want me, Pop? Yeah, read this letter I just got from your principal. Oh, I know what it says. Oh, yeah? Well, what have you got to say for yourself? Oh, gee, Pop, I don't know. You don't study enough, Junior. Yes, I do, honest. I study and study and study until my head hurts. You better study a little harder or your other end will hurt. <laughs> I'll try, now, Pop. You better bring home a good report card this month, too. Uh, I will. You'll see. Okay, Bev, make a memo of that. Now, you go study, young man. Okay, Pop. Uh, let's see. What else is it? Oh. Huh. A letter from the bank. Oh, Riley, is that the bank statement? Yeah, Peg, and there's a letter from them, too. Let me see it. No, no, wait a minute. It's addressed to me, Chester A. Riley-esque. <laughs> es? Eskimo? Esquire. 
Oh, oh. What does it say? Hmm, from the office of the chief cashier. Now, now you see, Babs, this just goes to show. You're always talking about how them big corporations are heartless, and here's the chief cashier, one of the biggest banks in the country. Takes time out to drop little Chester A. Rowley a personal note. Uh, dear Mr. Rowley, this is to inform you that your account is overdrawn $17. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's just like them big corporations always picking on a little fella. How can we be overdrawn? According to the subs in this checkbook, we should have a balance of $18. Let me see those canceled checks. Now, well, there's no use looking at the canceled checks. I'll tell you right now why we're overdrawn. We're overdrawn because you don't know how to handle money. You should let me handle the checks and we wouldn't be overdrawn, but no. Oh, you got to go and open up a joint account so you could sign too. Now look what happened. Hmm. What's this check here for six dollars? Uh, sure, it's just like a woman. No head for figures. You sign checks, you don't even know what they're for. You signed it. Oh. Well, what was it for? Well, well what are you yelling at me? If I spent six dollars, I didn't throw it away on some foolishness. I spent it on something we need. Well, what? Well, bags of fertilizer. <laughs> what? I heard there was a shortage in there. <laughs> Check for four dollars, and this one for two, and this one for seven. No wonder we're overdrawn. You've been signing checks like you're a millionaire. Well, gee, I didn't realize it added up like that. Well, it won't happen again. You bet it won't. From now on, I'm the only one in this house who's going to sign checks. Now, just a minute. You can't do that, Jim. Oh, yes, I now, can. Now, this here is a joint account, and that means I got as much right to sign checks in this joint as you have. <laughs> Well, starting tomorrow morning, it's not going to be a joint account. I'm going to change it over to my name, and you won't be able to touch a cent of it. Now, see here, Peg. I'm doing you a favor. I'm saving you money. Oh, how much did you say you needed, Ben? Uh, Five dollars. I've got to get those books. Um, well, I'll have to write your check. We can cash it on our way. Now, where's the checkbook? Oh, here. Hmm. This ball ten your father gave me for Christmas is just wonderful. It's so smooth. Oh, here you are, dear. All right, let's go. Hope you have enough money in the bank. Don't worry. We won't be overdrawn anymore now that your father stopped signing checks. Oh, you changed the account to your name? No, but your father thinks I did. And as long as he does, he won't be signing any checks. <laughs> I'm warning you for the last time, Riley. Pay up. Oh, you, you hounded me, Gillis. I... Oh, oh, hello, Peg. Oh, Riley, I got some shopping to do with Babs. I'll be back in an hour. Yeah, well, wait a minute, Peg. Uh, before you go, uh, could you let me have two dollars? Now, I told you you can't have it. No more money for you this month. Please, Peg, just two dollars, huh? I said no. We haven't got it. Oh, come on. Give him the two dollars, Peg. <laughs> come on, Babs. No, Peg, wait. You see, now, will you believe me? I just can't pay you today. Finally, I don't want to know from nothing. I want my two dollars now. Yeah, but I'm broke. Look, look, I'll give you an IOU. That's better than cash. It don't get shrunk in value each day like cash. <laughs> well, naturally. How can something worthless shrink? <laughs> I want cash. But I'm broke. Don't you understand? Where am I going to get the money from? There's a checkbook there, right? A check. All right, all right. I'll give you a check. Anything to get rid of you, so... Uh-oh. All right. No, I can't. Why not? You went to school for a few weeks. I can write, only not checks. Well, you got money in the bank. Yeah, but it's not in my name. Peg changed the account to her name. 
Since when? A couple of days. Don't give me that. Honest, I wouldn't lie to you. Look, there's the subs there. They're all in Peg's handwriting. She's the only one who's been writing checks. My luck. I had to get involved with the hen-pecked husband. <laughs> hey, hey, Gillis. Look at this here. Huh. <laughs> Peg's been using a new ball pen to write. If she should do that. Why not? Well, when she presses on it, it leaves an impression on the blank check underneath. <laughs> Look here. Hey, that's right. Remarkable greatly. It's as plain as anything. Yeah, sure. Well, she's taking a chance. <laughs> If I was a crook and found this check, all I'd have to do is take a pen, go over the signature careful, go to the bank, and they'd never be able to tell. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Do it. I won't. <laughs> You'll never know. No, no. It's forgery. What? Forgery. This is California where we got a community property law. Yeah, but, but, but <laughs> if, if, if you rob a dog of a bone, you can get ten years. For anything you do to your wife is legal. Besides, it's your money. You work for it. Well, yeah, sure, I work for it. No, I won't do it. I'm an honest man. Don't give me that. All of a sudden, he's honest. You're scared of your wife. You're scared to fight out. All right, so I'm scared. Now, you see, I am honest. So how would you like me to tell her why you owe me the $2? I'll tell her how you lost it to me playing cards in the laundromat. You wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. I'm your friend. Joe Beast, the income tax man, is my friend, too. But he threatened to put me in jail for putting down 35 children as dependents. <laughs> and not only that, I'll tell Peg how you gave me her bundle of laundry for security. I'll say you're lying. Yeah, well, I won't help you. Because when she goes to the dresser to look for a pair of bloomers and they ain't there, boy, will your face be red. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll sign, I'll sign. Here, here, use my pen. Now, careful. Very slow. Uh, Margaret Riley. There you are. But this ain't right, Gillis. It ain't right. Forget it. How can I forget it? I just committed forgery. Will you stop with that forgery? I tell you, it ain't forgery. She's your wife, ain't she? Well, yeah, but... Well, she's been using your name for 20 years, so you can use her name for one crummy check. <laughs> to The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley, with Paula Winslow and John Brown. Riley! Come here a minute, please. Yeah, just a minute, Peg. Somebody at the door. Oh, it's you, Gillis. Yeah, here. I brought you your bundle of laundry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd better get it right over to the laundromat before Peg gets wise. Riley! Uh, coming. Quick, hide it. Uh, under here. Riley! Uh, didn't you uh, hear me call you? What are you looking for under there? Uh, well, nothing. Uh, what is it, uh, honey, dear? Huh? Where'd you put that bundle of laundry? Well, I just put it under... Uh, I mean, uh... Laundry? Uh, what laundry? The laundry you took to the laundromat. Oh, that laundry. Where is it? I gave it to you three days ago. Well, it's, uh... I, uh, it's still at the laundromat. Now, what good is it doing there? I haven't got a thing to wear. And you go right down there and get it. Yeah, but thank Now! Okay. I never saw such a man. Can't even do the simplest thing. Oh, yeah, I can forge checks. That's more than she can do. <laughs> Stop bragging, chum, and beat it down to the laundry. Oh, yeah. Uh, look, Gillis, I'm, I'm broke. I need 50 cents to use the machine. Let, let me have a buck, will you? I'm broke, kid. I gotta have it. I'm in enough trouble now. Please, Gillis. I just... told you I'm broke. What do you want to do? Forge a check? I ain't sunk that low. <laughs> <laughs> but, Gillis, Goodbye, you... pal. No, just... 
some friend. A lot he cares if I'm in a jam. Nobody cares. I care, Riley. Who said that? I did. Who are you? I am your conscience. What? My conscience? No use looking around. I'm inside your head. In, in my head? In your head. You sound like an echo. It's very hollow up here. Leave me alone. I got enough trouble. I can help you, Riley. Yeah, you got 50 cents? No, but I can tell you how to get it. How? There's Peg's checkbook over there. And look at that lovely, clear impression she left on that blank check. All you have to do is... No, I won't do it. Oh, don't be silly. You got away with it once. Why not twice? No, it's crooked. Nonsense. What's crooked about it? It's your money. You earned it. You're entitled to it. You're right. Of course I'm right. Always let your conscience be your guide. <laughs> well, if you say so, after all, it's only 50 cents. Now, why be a piker? While you're at it, take it out for $5. Sure. Why not? I might as well. That's the idea. Now, take the pen and start writing. Okay. Uh, here it goes. Put that pen down, you crook. What? But, but you just said... That... I was just testing you. What do you want from me? I want you to do the right thing. Confess. Oh, it's too late. Leave me alone. I'll never leave you alone. You're always nagging me. I'll always keep on nagging you. All right, keep it up, and one of these days I'll fix you for good. I'll stick my head in a bucket of water and drown you. <laughs> now, beat it. I don't care what you say, I'm going to sign this check. Riley, I forbid it. Well, it's just five dollars. No. Three dollars? Absolutely no. One dollar? Well, no. Fifty cents just for the laundry. Oh, all right. Thanks. Gee, you're lucky you've got a conscience as crooked as you are. <laughs> Yeah, I'm lucky that way. Here's your laundry, Mr. Riley. Oh, how much is it, miss? Fifty cents. Oh, well, uh, here's a check. That's, uh, that's okay. No, no, it isn't. No checks. Our business is strictly cash and carry. Exactly like my business. <laughs> oh, it's you. Yes, it is I indeed. Did you death, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Speaker, uh, would you cash this check for me? As a rule, I never cash checks. I once had an unfortunate experience when I cashed a customer's check. Is that so? What happened? The check bounced, but the customer just lay there. <laughs> well, it's only 50 cents. All right, my friend. Here you are. Oh, gee, thanks, Speaker. Say, they, they do a wonderful business here, don't they? Oh, huh? they do indeed. I wish I had as many bundles lying around my place. <laughs> Self-service, that's the thing today. Every business should have self-service. It would never work in my line. <laughs> Our policy is, if you lift a finger, we won't lift you. <laughs> that reminds me, can I give you a lift? Well, thanks, I'd appreciate it, Digger. You see my new car over there? Oh, yes. Hey, that's a beauty. Eh? It's the new Nash. Very convenient. 
It sleeps, too, in the back. Yeah, it's great for trips in the country. Yes, you must take one with me someday. <laughs> well, slide in. I, uh, hope I'm not taking you out of your way. Not at all. I want to talk to you about your son, Junior. My son? Well, why, Junior? Has he shown you his report card? Oh, you, you mean he got it already? Yeah, well, I want to see that. He's been getting bad marks lately. You won't see this month. But I got to sign it. He signed it for you. What? You mean he forged my name? Exactly. My son, Mustang, told me. Junior was afraid to show it to you. Forger. My son, a forger. Where does he get it? Oh. <laughs> Wait till I get him at home. Will I give it to him? Talk to the lad. He needs guidance. Yes. Uh, look out. You'll get it. He'll... Relax. I'll deliver you to your home alive and kicking. And no other undertaker can make that statement. <laughs> ah, here's your house. Well, here you go. I'd better be shoveling off. Your father. Why, in Junior's room now, what's the matter? I've just come from the bank. Look at this cancel check. Well, what's wrong with it? It looks all right. Uh, it's my signature, but I didn't sign it. Your father did. Daddy? Oh, no. He did it all right. He gave it to Gillis, who endorsed it. I never gave Gillis a check. <laughs> How could he do such a thing? He must have been desperate. Maybe so. But it's not my idea the right thing to do. Riley? Riley. Oh, Peg, I'm glad you're home. Mom, I... Quiet, Junior. I'll do the talking. Riley, I want to talk to you. Well, it can wait. This is more important. I want you to hear a confession. A confession? Yes. Peg, there's a forger in this family. Well, it's a little too late for a confession. Oh, then you know. I certainly do. I've never been so shocked in all my life. Well, you can imagine how I feel. I'm ashamed. I should think so. Why, it's... It's just outrageous. I can forgive something. Oh, no, this... no, no. No forgiving this time. There's no excuse for it. Anybody who do a thing like this deserves the worst punishment. No mercy. Don't worry about that. There won't be any mercy. Oh, well, the sooner you get it over with, the better. Here, Peg, use my belt. Oh, don't be ridiculous. I've got a worse punishment in mind. No, no, Peg. I insist on a licking. Hit and hit hard. Junior, bend over. Junior? Well, sure, Junior. Did you think I was talking about? He forged my name on his report card. Oh, my heavens. I was talking about you and this check you gave to Gillis. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my belt. <laughs> no. Maybe you got the right idea after No, 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 wait, Peg. You can't hit me. I'm a big boy now. <laughs> How could you do such a thing, Riley? And you, Junior, signing your father's name to your report card. Yeah, well, we, we both made a mistake, Peg. Well, at least you should have had more brains. Yeah, I know I should. I'm talking about Junior. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. It was the wrong thing to do. Yeah, well, look at the bright side, Peg. He, he inherited his lips from you and his character from me. Right. <laughs> well, I'm so ashamed of both of you that I... I can't even speak. Yeah. Uh, 
see how you upset your mother. What have you got to say for yourself? I'll never listen to that Gillis again. What? Gillis turned you into a forger, too? Well, now, that's the last straw. I'm going to take that big, ugly... Not Mr. Gillis, his son Egbert. It was his idea for me to sign the report card. What a family. The kid's going around making my boy a juvenile delinquent, and the father's making me one. (laughs) But I didn't have to listen to him. My conscience told me not to. What? You got a conscience, too? Sure. It begged me not to do it. But I argued with it until I won. Yeah, Yeah, I won over my conscience, too. That's the trouble with having a weak mind. (laughs) Well, this is going to teach you a lesson once and for all. Hand me that belt. Here, Pop, go ahead. Hit me good and hard. No, son. If you did a wrong thing, it's only because you got it from me. So we better get to the seat of the trouble. (laughs) Here's the belt. I'll bend over. Riley's will be back in just a moment. Tag, talk to me. I, I agree with you 100%. What I did is absolutely unforgivable. So forgive me, will you, Peg? Well, I suppose I'll have to. You'll never stop pestering me. But if you ever do a thing like this again... Oh, you... no, no, it'll never happen again, I promise. I, I was just desperate. My pride was hurt. After all, I'm a human being. Sort of. (laughs) When you would change the account to your name, I... I didn't. What? You didn't change it? It was a joint account all the time? Of course. I just told you I did so you'd stop wasting your hard-earned money. (laughs) And I nearly went crazy forging your name to a measly $2 check when I could have drawn out all the money if I'd signed my own name. (laughs) Oh, what a revolting development this is. Join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Schiff. Direction by Mitch Lindemann. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Babs is Barbara Eiler. Junior is Bobby Ellis. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker.